We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Guilty as Charged podcast YouTube channel. I'm your host, Alex, here for another episode of Bolt Breakdowns. I know last night, Tyler and Steven did live coverage of the Chargers schedule release. I had some computer technical difficulties, so of course, staying up till 11 p.m. didn't even work out for me because I couldn't talk about the Chargers schedule. But I did want to make this video when I got everything working again uh, and talk about some of my takeaways from the Chargers schedule. We're going to go game by game a little bit first. Uh, and then get into some of the broader perspective, you know, takes that have been flying out around about it. Uh, I do first want to, of course, give credit to the Chargers social media team where credit is due. Uh, they made that incredible anime intro yesterday where they just seem to want smoke with every single team. Uh, and I just I have to give them credit for it because this this part was just a work of art as someone who cannot stand Urban Meyer. This made my day. <laughs> um, it was just a, a beauty to watch. And there's so many other digs in the videos that <laughs> were so funny. And I thought so brutal, uh, like the Deshaun Watson thing as well. But go watch the Chargers anime intro. If you haven't yet, it's just tremendous content. I know Steven and Tyler went through it last night as well. But I just wanted to mention that off the top. Uh, but more specifically, of course, Let's get into the Chargers schedule, uh, sort of going week by week here. Uh, of course, they opened the season with the Las Vegas Raiders. This was actually announced yesterday prior to the schedule coming out when they revealed all the week one games first. Uh, so the Chargers will uh, play the Raiders in what's seemingly the primetime slot. It's not a primetime game, but it is the primetime slot on CBS, the 425 game with probably Romo and Nance calling it for the first time since the Chargers were eliminated by the Raiders in week 18. Uh, so this is certainly a big revenge game right out of the you know door here. And of course, it's an AFC West game as well. And that only gets intensified by week two at Kansas City as well. This is actually the first time since 2003 the Chargers have opened with, up with two straight AFC West opponents back to back in this kind of nature. And that's another kind of broad takeaway I have from the schedule as well, as well here uh, from Chris Harry, uh, Chargers team reporter and from CBS LA. Uh, the Chargers will have played five AFC West games by December 4th, week 13. So five of the Chargers first 12 games really 
are against AFC West opponents, uh, and then only one of their final uh, one of their final five games is against an AFC West opponent. Which actually, if you kind of look at as to how the Chargers schedule has worked in the past, it's generally been very backloaded uh, when it comes to the AFC West games. If we look at 2021, for example. Uh, the Chargers actually uh, finished with, I think, three of their last five games being against AFC West. Uh, they played, obviously, the Raiders in the last week of the season, Broncos, Chiefs. So, yeah, three of their final five games were against a- AFC West opponents. Uh, if you went to the year before and you wanted to look at 2020, the same was kind of true then as well. The Chargers' final three 2020 games were against uh, the Raiders, Broncos, and then the Chiefs back to back to back. Uh, so really, uh, I'm kind of mystified based on how the Chargers have Charger schedule has been made before that all these AFC West games were actually front loaded this year. And they really only have that one week 18 game against Denver uh, to, you know, basically make up some ground in the division potentially or a wild card race. But like Chris Harry said, by week 13, by December 4th, we'll really know where the Chargers stand uh, after their first five divisional games in terms of what their record in the division is and whether or not they have a chance to win it, which is very different from how the previous season's uh, schedules have been structured. Uh, of course, the second thing that we kind of have to talk about before we get into you know the nitty gritty and do record predictions and all that is that the Chargers have five primetime games. Uh, so this is actually they've maxed out. Uh, I believe the only uh, the only max number this year is five. There's no team with six. I think there's like 10 or 12 teams that have five primetime games. So I think that just shows the parity of the league right now. But week two against Kansas City is a primetime game. Week six versus the uh, Broncos is a Monday night football game. They have two Sunday night football games, two Monday night football games and the Thursday night game against the Chiefs as well. So, I mean, I think, you know, they're kind of cooking with fire here in terms of uh, what they have in these primetime opportunities. And then, of course, they also have a pretty hard schedule down the stretch um, and some notable teams that could end up being flex games as well. Um, Of course, the flex stuff starts week 11. uh, So, you know, you're kind of looking at Chargers Chiefs. Is that a game that could get flexed to primetime, right? Uh, I know there was a Chiefs game week 12-ish this year against the Broncos, for example, that actually got flexed to Sunday night football. Uh, Then you, of course, have the uh, Raiders and, you know, all of that stuff in the mix uh, down the pipe here as well. The Titans, of course, they're the two back-to-back primetime games that the Chargers have here might mitigate the chances that some of their games could get flexed. But I think the Chargers having a difficult schedule in this stretch actually, you know, opens up the doors to them having potentially more than five primetime games, uh, of course, because their Monday night slots and their Thursday night slot cannot be flexed even in any capacity. And their first Sunday night slot cannot get flexed either until week uh, 11. So, you know, the Chargers uh, are in a really good position when it comes to primetime games. I think it shows the interest that the NFL has in this team. Uh, of course, they kind of know the stock is up in L.A. and they know the Herbert factor is real. Um, and so they're they're treating the Chargers as if they are a playoff Super Bowl contender team in terms of the amount of primetime games that they are giving them. I think the Chargers had three primetime games last year uh, prior to the season, of course, got the fourth one added against the Raiders when that got flexed in week 18. Um, but, yeah, this is not, uh, you know, <laughs> a, a, your, you know, your dad's Chargers, uh, if you want to say that in terms of how they've been given primetime games the last few years. This is 
Um, the NFL is really looking at this team as the potential next Super Bowl contender. Um, let's get to difficulty of the schedule. So this was from Daniel Wade uh, of the Locked On Chargers podcast. The final nine games, as I sort of talked about with that tough stretch, are at 49ers, Chiefs, at Cardinals, at Raiders, Dolphins, Titans, at Colts, Rams, Broncos. Of course, three of those games are primetime games themselves. Um, But yeah, no, the Chargers, second half of their schedule is definitely backloaded with teams with playoff aspirations, teams that were playoff teams last year. Um, If you just wanted to kind of boil it down to a number, uh, I believe that six of the Chargers final nine games or six of the Chargers final eight games here are against playoff teams from 2021. And that's going to be something to deal with when we you know, talk about this schedule and why it's important for them to rack up wins in that first part of the season. So, you know, I'll be very curious to see if they do. But while we say that, they also still do have to play the Raiders Chiefs. We'll talk about the Browns game in a little bit. Um, and, and the Broncos in their first half of the schedule as well. Um, but yeah, let's kind of talk about just general thoughts on all these games, whether I think they're a win or a loss, um, and sort of get into that discussion as well. But yeah, of course, the first game here is against the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm going to chalk this up as a win for the Chargers. I think they are kind of looking for revenge in that game. I'll put them at 1-0 here uh, to kind of start off the schedule. I tend to think the Chargers will split with the Chiefs, and I think they're more likely to win the game in L.A. than they are to win at Arrowhead, even though that the opposite kind of did happen to them last year. I think they split these first two divisional games out the gate. Would love to see them go 2-0, but I think the more realistic scenario is the fact that they finish 1-1. One one. Uh, I'm going to chalk up the Jaguars and Texans to being wins. Of course, that's not how it played out last year with the Texans, and anything can happen, but... You know, it's worth pointing out with that Texans game at Houston, uh, the Chargers had about 20 players contract COVID at the same time uh, and were very thin in terms of their depth at the time, even before, uh, you know, COVID starts spreading like wildfire at the time. So for uh, this Chargers team week four with the team, probably at the most healthiest it'll be, there's no excuse to not beat the Texans. So I'm actually going to have that at three and one here um, at Cleveland. Uh, Of course, this is another thing to talk about with the schedule. Tyler tweeted this before the schedule came out, but we all knew the Chargers were playing the Browns. And the big thing that's hanging over the Browns and seemingly the Browns and Deshaun Watson do believe he'll be suspended based on how they structured his contract in terms of, you know, salary versus, uh, you know, signing bonus versus base salary. There is a belief that uh, Deshaun Watson could be suspended for his civil cases uh, as a result of how that plays out. Uh, so uh, in this situation, the Chargers getting the Browns within those first five weeks could end up benefiting the Chargers. Of course, it's not the thing that we want to talk about when we're talking about 22, uh, you know, sexual assault allegations against Deshaun Watson. But this is uh, you know something that is going to affect the team potentially if Deshaun Watson is unable to play week five uh, based on however long his suspension could potentially be. And it does seem like people around the league uh, people involved with the Browns do believe he will be suspended. So uh, I sort of want to put a TBD on this game, but for now I will assume Deshaun Watson plays. And I'm actually going to say this is kind of the game. I feel like the Chargers lose East coast traveling there. Uh, so I'll say three and two, I think at this point in the season, 
They get the Broncos. Uh, I do tend to think they'll split with the Broncos. I'm kind of going to say this probably for all of the divisional games, but I think they get the win here. Uh, this is the one at SoFi as opposed to Mile High, where something always goes wrong for the Chargers at Mile High, whether it's a Phillip Rivers fumble or Anthony Lynn blowing a 16-point lead. I just don't trust them to win in Denver, but I do trust them to at least get one for the Broncos here. Big primetime game uh, as well against Russell Wilson and the Broncos. Then they play Russell Wilson's former team in the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, this should be a win on paper, so I'm going to have the Chargers at 5-2 and two, heading into the bye uh, with losses to the Chiefs and the Browns. Uh, then they you know, come back from the bye, rest it up. You get a game against the Atlanta Falcons, and I think this probably pushes the Chargers to 6-2. and two. You can make an argument for 5-3 and three, uh, with their schedule here, depending on you know how you feel some of these games will plan out. But I think it's very important for the Chargers, at minimum, to get into the bye at 4-3, and three, to get into the bye at 5-2. and two. Um, There's no excuse to not at least have that record. But at this point in the season, I will have the Chargers at 6-2 and two in my record predictions. Uh, at San Francisco... Ooh, this is a tough game to predict. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Um, we don't even know who the Niners quarterback is going to be because of the reports that Jimmy G could potentially win the starting job back. Uh, and and or I guess he's not winning it back, but he would continue to be the starter after Trey Lance was expected to be anointed. And now he might not be. But for me, I do still respect the Niners as a contender. They are very well coached. The Chargers are too, um, but I kind of buy them having the home field advantage here. The Kyle Shanahan factor. Uh, I'll say the Chargers drop this one to six and three. Uh, as I said earlier, I do expect the Chargers to split with the Chiefs. I had them taking a loss earlier. So here I'll have them at seven and three. I think this is the more likely game for them to win than the one at Kansas City, even though that's kind of worked opposite in the past. Uh, and then, of course, another thing to talk about in regards to the schedule was not only when the Chargers were playing the Browns because of the Deshaun Watson stuff, but when the Chargers were playing the Cardinals uh, because of the DeAndre Hopkins stuff in terms of his six-game suspension. So, unfortunately, the Chargers couldn't fit the Cardinals and Browns in the first six weeks, uh, but they do get the Cardinals with a healthy DeAndre Hopkins as a result. And... I'm kind of going to I'm going to lean towards this one being a win for now. Actually, I, I sort of feel tentative on that. But I think you're eight and three heading into, uh, you know, this Vegas game here. So for me, I just don't trust the Cardinals down the back half of the season. We've seen it too many times in too many years. I don't trust Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, you know, Kyler Murray could also get hurt and they haven't done a whole lot to beef up their offensive line. So for now, I'm going to say that the Chargers win that game. They're eight and three at this point. I did say the Chargers would split with the Raiders and I gave them a win earlier. So I'm going to have them at eight and four now. Uh, the Miami Dolphins, I'm going to say that that's a win because I don't trust Tua. I don't trust the Dolphins really still, even with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, uh, because it seems like Tyreek Hill will have to uh, make full stops when he catches, uh, you know, just absolute uh, underthrown pulse from Tua Tagovailoa, so I don't trust the Dolphins at this point. Uh, so I'm going to have the Chargers at nine and four. And then we have the Titans coming on the road to play the Chargers at SoFi Stadium. Um, I, this is another prime time. Oh no, this isn't one of the prime time games. The Colts is a prime time game. My bad. Uh, but now at, at this point in the season, 
the Chargers are kind of at, you know, uh, do I have them at 10 and four? Uh, yeah, I think I do have them at 10 and four. Uh, but the Titans at this point, I think that they should be able to win this game. Kind of gives me trap game vibes. Uh, I'm going to say those Chargers slip to 10. What would, oh, this no, this would actually be week 15. So this would then be 10 and four or I don't know. I don't know how I've predicted this at this point. I think I'm at nine and five. Uh, but I do think this is a winnable game for the Chargers, but I still don't necessarily buy their run defense. And obviously with Derrick Henry, they have gotten better in that regard in terms of improving their run defense, but I kind of need to see it first uh, because, you know, the Titans are the type of team that can kind of run over the Chargers. Um, then they go to play Indianapolis Colts. Uh, this is a big Monday night football game at in, in Indianapolis. Uh, and I'll kind of say that the Chargers get a win here. I, I think that they split these two games between the Titans and the Colts. So now I have the Chargers at 10 and 5. Uh, and then we have the Rams and the Broncos to finish out the season. Um, I'm going to be ballsy. I'll pick a win over the Rams. Uh, I think they do enough to get the win here. Obviously, we're at week 17, so probably so many injuries and so many stuff that we don't we know has probably happened. Uh, but this is the big New Year's primetime SoFi game, and the Chargers do tend to show up for primetime games. Uh, I, you know, Who knows what either team will be playing for at this point. I do expect both of them to be contenders, but I think this is a game where the Chargers want to show that they're not the little brother in L.A., even though they kind of are at times, of course. But uh, I do think that Justin Herbert outduels Matthew Stafford here and gets the win. So I'm going to have the Chargers at 11-5 and five, heading into the final game at Denver. And I did say that the Chargers would split. They finished the season at mile high. I, I'm going to predict them to finish at 11 and six. Uh, I predicted the same thing last year was two games off, but based on the schedule, I do think the Chargers have enough to kind of get it done. Of course, they do have to kind of rack up wins in the early part of the season that we've talked about, uh, especially potentially facing a Browns team without Deshaun Watson. But let me know what you guys think in the comments down below about the Chargers schedule. Uh, do you think it's too hard, too easy? What do you think about some of the primetime games? Let me know in the comments down below. And as always, I'll see Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.